0: Good morning, class. Good morning, Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. And you can overcome, no matter what it is, by the greater one inside you. Nobody is bigger than God. So let's release our faith in prayer uh, again today for exactly what the Lord would say to us, and the very things that will help us get our answers, get our direction, and come up to another place in Him, because He intends that we grow up to the full measure of the stature of the Anointed One. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree as touching these things, asking You for the anointing, asking You for uh, the utterance of the Holy Spirit that only you can give. Open our eyes. Help us to see things we've not seen in you and remind us of things you've already shown us and how they fit and how they work and how we can uh, we, we are to apply them and do them. And we thank you in advance for great and good things happening in our life, leading us in the path of life and the path that pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So be it. Turn, please, in the textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews 10 again. And let's continue looking at what we're calling by faith. Hebrews 10 and verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Then he goes into saying, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and for by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. And so he begins listing individuals in this chapter who are held up to us as examples of strong and great faith, and how many think it would behoove us to study them, Think, find out how they thought, how they operated, because even though our covenant has changed from the Old Testament, God hadn't changed, and faith hasn't changed. Faith works exactly the same. God has been operating by faith before there was an earth. <laughs> That's how he created it. And uh, he uses this phrase, by faith Abel, offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith Enoch, verse 5, was translated that he should not see death. Uh, Verse 7, by faith Noah, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place You know, he went out, he obeyed, not knowing where he was going. And uh, verse 11 says, through faith, and that's the same phrase if you look it up, by faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Abraham and Sarah are held up as as premium examples, Uh, some of the very foundational examples of faith. When we're looking at Abraham and Sarah, we need to remind ourselves that not too many verses before chapter 11 or so, when it talks about Abraham and Sarah in Genesis, Just a few verses back, you're you're looking at the Tower of Babel. (laughs) I mean, this is a long, long time ago, uh, at least 2,000 years, two millennia ago, excuse me, before Christ, and then it's been 2,000 years since then, at least 4,000 years ago. And uh, don't get hung up on the timelines. People have all kind of ideas and no need to write me. (laughs) But just suffice it to say, millennia ago. And this was before the law. They had no Bible. And yet, they walked by faith. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Did you know you can walk by faith? Even if your parents don't do everything right, or even if they quit God, you can still walk by faith. huh? You can walk by faith, even if you don't have a good faith church to go to, right? They had no church to go to. You can walk by faith, even if your preacher gets messed up and quits the ministry, right? Leaves God. That don't mean God quits you. No matter how many people might have failed you and, and made mistakes, that doesn't mean God let you down. It, it's so uh, foolish. And you'll see a lot of people, you know, they get their feelings hurt and they get offended because somebody who they respected made a mistake. And so they quit going to church. And they quit praying. They quit reading their Bible. God didn't make a mistake. God didn't quit you. God didn't let you down. So why are you going to quit God? <laughs> How would you like it? If somebody who was your good friend and another friend of theirs, you know, made them mad, so they cut you off. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) It was them that did it, not me. No, I know, but I'm through with you too. Yeah, but I didn't do anything to you. I've been faithful to you for all these. Yeah, but they made me mad, so I'm not talking to you. That's stupid, right? People do that with God all the time. People made them mad, so they quit him not going to church anymore, not reading my Bible, not doing this. Uh, you are only hurting yourself. Amen. You need it. Uh, the scripture says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That means people say, well, i can be just as good a Christian as you or anybody staying home and reading my Bible. No, you can't be as good a Christian as anybody ignoring what the Lord told you to do. If he told you, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, there are numerous reasons why you need to do that. You need, to, uh, you need the fellowship, you need the feeding, you need to serve. Hmm? You can't serve other believers just staying at home all the time. So uh, uh, don't listen to the lies of the enemy because he will isolate you so you're easier to devour. And consume and destroy. That's his tactic. You know, the Bible said he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And like a predator, he tries to isolate a weak one from the pack. Hmm? And a lot of times people don't realize how weak they are when they are, you know, isolating themselves. But uh, we're not going to do that. Amen. Amen. Uh, It said, through faith also Sarah herself... Receive strength to conceive seed let's go back again to um, the book of Genesis and remind ourselves of some of the the truths that are revealed to us concerning Sarah and of course this is this overlaps with Abraham because they they did this together. everybody say together, together. Yeah. let me give you another scripture before you go to Hebrews first uh, Peter. Three. They, they'll put that up for us. But um, th- this language here where it says, um, Sarah also herself, we're, we're understanding that Sarah had faith in God like Abraham had faith in God. And this is no small thing that Sarah has her own verse in Hebrews 11. 1 Peter 3 and uh, verse 6 talks about uh, Sarah and Abraham, and it says Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. lot of revelation in this passage here, like all the Word of God. But did you hear that phrase, heirs together? And you'll see that even way back here, these thousands of years ago. Abraham is a man. Uh, You know, you'll get to meet him one day. (laughs) Uh, Sarah is a woman. You'll get to meet her. And they obviously didn't know everything. They made mistakes. The Bible even tells you about some of their mistakes. But they walked in faith together with God and with each other. And we're told today, uh, we're, they're held up as an example. For modern day believers, I mean, First Peter is in the New Testament, right? right? He's talking to us, to believers, and he's holding up to us Abraham and Sarah. And one of the big things to understand is this word you keep hearing about here, honor. Mm-hmm. Honor. When it says that she... Uh, referred to him as Lord and obeyed him. Well, see, nowadays, folks despise that kind of language. (laughs) They despise it. Well, do you despise that verse? Do you despise that scripture? Don't get hung up on a word. Get a hold of the concept. It's respect. And see, the very next verse, he says, likewise, you husbands, Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor. It's just the same idea, right? Yes, giving honor. We'd probably say today respect. But honor is the right word. Respect and honor. She genuinely respected her husband, he genuinely respected and honored her. They both. Genuinely respected and honored God. Oh, can you see this, saints? You might say, well, why are we talking about honor? Because you can't separate honor and faith. You can't separate them. They go hand in hand. Having faith in God is trusting God. Why would you trust someone? Because you have concluded, and we see that in that verse about Sarah. How did she get this amazing miracle in her life when she's 90 years old? Her body was sterile when she was 20 years old? How did she get such a miracle? The Bible said she judged God faithful, who had promised that to her. Now, that sounds a little strange to us. She judged God. She, she esteemed him. She counted him. Can you see this is respect? This is respect. And the thing is, you can't separate respect from God from respect for His people and respect for people He put in places in your life. Something the Lord spoke to me some years ago, He said, "You, you may not be able to respect everything that a person in authority over you says or does. They're human. They can make mistakes. But you must respect the place. Or you fail to respect the God who put them in the place. Can you see this? So there's no such thing as, you know, you got no respect for anybody. You don't respect your husband. You don't respect your wife. You don't respect your pastor, your boss, your supervisor, anybody. But... You have all this respect for God. That's being delusional. That's living in a fantasy world. It's simply not true. Because our respect for God is shown in our respect for people, especially his people. In his eyes, all human beings have value. Again, you may not be able to respect everything everybody's doing. You won't be able to respect everything that everybody says and does. But you still, if you think right, you respect them as a valuable human being that Jesus went to the cross for. Right? Even if they're living terrible, even if they're just full of vileness and cruelty, Still, he saw something valuable enough about them. He was willing to pay the price for them and redeem them. So if he thinks they're valuable, that's all I should need to know, right? If he says they're valuable to him, even if they don't look like much to me, (laughs) I may not look like much to them, right? But with that, that's at some level of a sense of value and esteem. But how much more those who love God? who give their lives to serve Him. The Bible said we should know these. We should honor them, even count them worthy of double honor, those that are over us and those that minister to us and those that lead us. And so this comes back all the way to the people that you live in the house with, right? You want to see them, not just judge them after the flesh. You can get used to being around people and begin to take them for granted. But you want to let the Lord open your eyes to see them, you to see them the way He sees them. He sees them as valuable and important. Why don't you pray this prayer out loud with me? Say, Father God, Father, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Enable, me Enable me to see the people around me, people around me. Through, your through your eyes to see them, to see them. at the value you see them, to see the worth and significance of them the way you do. I ask it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now, we we haven't digressed from our subject. Is Abraham and Sarah, are they preeminent examples of faith? What made them this way? What kind of people are they? If you could go back. 4,000 years, <laughs> and hang out with them, spend some time with them. What would you have picked up? I mean, if you spend a few months with them, and then you were transported back to 2019, and we got to hang out in faith school, and we said, hey, tell us about Abraham and Sarah. What kind of people are they? What do we know, among other things that we're talking about right now, respectful, honor. She treated him with a lot of respect, right? He treated her with a lot of respect. We're told in this, in this passage in 1 Peter, and excuse me, I didn't finish, and they both treated God <laughs> with a lot of respect. When he said something, when he said move, right? It didn't matter how many friends and how many relatives you've got in Haran, and how much you like being around uh, Mama and Auntie and and right? What God said move. So what? You don't see Sarah and Abraham having a falling out over the move, right? You don't, you don't hear any kind of dissension. Now, you know, they had a little issue over that Hagar deal. We, we talked about that last week, but uh, you show me any couple married for decades that never had a discussion. You know, I'll show you somebody living on different continents. No, <laughs> we're, we're human beings. We, we got flesh. We, we haven't learned everything. We're, we're still developing, but you see them together. You know, not like, you know, Moses and Zipporah, his wife, not like them. You know, God told uh, uh, Moses to do some things. and One of the things he was supposed to do was continue circumcision that he told Abraham. And Man, Zipporah apparently wasn't having it. And so then uh, uh, Moses didn't do it. And then he about died over it. And then Zipporah, all indignant and sarcastic, told him, you're a bloody husband. Next thing you know. He's leading the people and she's back home with daddy. This comes back to a lack of faith, which is demonstrated in a lack of respect. Come on, can you see this? She disrespected her husband. He was disrespecting God by listening too much to her. And then, you know, disrespecting God. Now he had to obey God without her. Sarah didn't do this. No, no. Let me just pause right here. Did you notice there's no verse in, in chapter 11 that says, By faith, Zipporah? <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Sarah Amen. got her own verse. Yes. Ah, Chloe, anybody in here like to have your own verse in, yes. in yes. Hebrews? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> how, how would it happen? Here we see honor and respect. And, and he goes on to here to say in the New Testament in 1 Peter 3 that the women and the wives should act like Sarah and the husbands and men should act like Abraham. And what he mentions specifically is honor and respect. And he says, because, he said, you are heirs together. Of the grace of life. We're experiencing this grace. Living in this grace. Together. You know. It's so bad. That the enemy. Is tricking married couples. All over the place. To fight each other. You know. And it's so easy for him so many times. he All he has to do is is. Bring a thought or a feeling. To this one. About this one. Well, they think this, or, or they said that, but they meant that, and, and then he'll jump over on them and say, "Well, look at them, they're looking at you sideways because cause of what he just told them about you. And, and next thing you know, uh, you just feel ill, and, and then you don't like what they said, and then you said it wrong, and then they really don't like what you said, and, and you got a three-day fight, and, and you don't realize the problem is not him, and the problem is not her, it's the devil Amen. he. Is bringing pressure and lies and pushing you, and you're letting him play you like a cheap banjo. <laughs> Come on, somebody say I'm not, I'm not gonna let him keep playing me let him keep going, yeah. like a cheap banjo. <laughs> so see, what's, what's playing a cheap banjo? You don't mind beating on it. You'll beat. <laughs> it's cheap. You know you. You'll beat on it. <laughs> That's a good Southern term. <laughs> but uh, if we would just stop and realize, hold on now, my wife's not my problem. She's not my enemy. If she'd look and say, hold on, my husband's not my problem. They're, they're a gift from God to me. We are heirs together. Where's all this stuff coming from? All these, th- this suspicion and these fears and this questioning and this pressure and these feelings, irrational feelings of irritability and anger and, and pressure. Where's all that coming from? It's coming from my and your enemy. So instead of us doing this, let's both turn, and, is that right? And get on him, right? And run him out of our life. Out of our family, out of our marriage, because the Bible said, Submit yourself to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise God. Another way of saying this, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Somebody said out loud, Flesh and blood? It's not my problem. problem. He said, We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But then he mentioned spiritual things, principalities, powers. The uh, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, uh, the the forces and influences of the spirit realm, the enemy, and one way to keep us from doing that. No, no, I'm still talking about this passage. He said, uh, Sarah, how she treated Abraham, and 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 acting like Abraham and giving honor to your wife because you're heirs together. That your prayers. Did you notice that? Be not hindered. Well, who's in the hindering business? Then who's trying to cause trouble between husbands and wives? Who's pushing this? Who, who? He's trying to take something that should be so powerful in us. Now, Phyllis and I, you know, especially before we learned better, we had more than our share of arguments and problems. Thank God, we've learned some things, and now for the last many years. Uh, Again and again, we will take hands on something and we will agree together. Praise God, because the Bible said, if any two or three of you agree together, as touching anything that they ask, it'll be done for you of my Father, which is in heaven. And that agreement, did you hear that phrase, air together? That, That agreement and that unity can be a powerful thing. And a protected thing. And that's what the enemy is out to destroy to destroy that ability of prayer and agreement and faith. Can you see that? That their prayers be not hindered. But uh, we would notice if we got to hang out with Abraham and Sarah for a while, I think one thing you'd notice when you got there is wow, they are rich. They are really, really rich. And you'd, you'd go over, look at the herds and go, I can't see the end of that herd. How many cows are there? And, and you would look at the furniture, and yeah, they live in tents, but this is some kind of tent, man. This, is a, this tent's got multiple rooms and floors. I mean, this is amazing. You'd be impressed. And I think one of the big things is you'd be impressed at the peace that is around the camp. I know it's that way because when strife came up between he and Lot's herdmans, he said, I'm not having it. There will be no strife in my camps and your camps. No, you just tell me which way you want to go. I'll go the other way. He was a gracious man, a man of faith and a man who wouldn't tolerate strife. Well, if he's that way, he's that way at home. He's that way everywhere. So you'd waltz around through that, that big cavernous tent. And you'd feel the peace of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You wouldn't hear he and Sarah screaming at each other and cussing at each other. You'd hear them refer to each other in amazingly respectful terms. My Lord, (laughs) my princess. That's what Sarah means. Sarai means princess. My queen, my Lord. See, the world is so far from removed from that today, that that just sounds not even true to them. But the Bible's true. Hallelujah. And if they could do it, not even born again, you and I can do it. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, Lord, teach me about respect. Teach me about honor. Teach me about the faith of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, That's it again for today's class. I do believe the Lord's helping us, don't you? Well, we'll see you again next time in Faith School.